We haven't seen Happy Gilmore play this badly since his first day on tour. He and Bob Barker are now dead last. I can't believe you're a professional golfer. I think you should be working at the snack bar. You better relax, Bob. There is no way that you could have been as bad at hockey as you are at golf. All right, let's go. Oh! You like that, old man? You want a piece of me? I don't want a piece of you. I want the whole thing. Now you're gonna get it, Bobby. The price is wrong, bitch. I think you've had enough. No? Now you've had enough. Bitch. It's a word called love. Call love. Call Finally at the end of summer, September 1st, time to record. Oh my god. Yeah. Yep, it's been a long summer. This weekend will be awful. Yep. It's a lot of people around. A lot of people. Let's get into it. Yep. One of the worst summers we've had in a while. All of a sudden after COVID, everybody decided to come back out into the... Out of their uh, homes and yep. travel. Plus, with all the rain, weather-wise, oh, yeah. it wasn't great. Yeah, crazy, crazy fucking summer. So we're gonna jump right into the show with what we watched this week. Um, I don't know if you caught it or not. Were you able to find a link and watch any of AW All In last weekend at Wembley? I didn't watch any of it. Now, I wasn't able to watch it either. I do have a link if you were if you're interested. I'll send you. Um, but I did watch a lot of clips online because they posted a lot of it on Facebook. A lot of uh, segments, a lot of matches, a lot of uh, introductions. Um, I thought the spectacle was amazing. Um, the biggest spectacle I've seen in a decade. I haven't watched the whole show, so I can't really pinpoint exactly um, how it levels up to WrestleManias or all that other shit that's going on over on the other side. But um, I did notice they used a lot of commercial music. For uh, Paige's intro, intro, Sierra, Sierra, whatever her name is now, they use We Will Rock You by Queen. Pretty fitting, considering that they're at Wembley. Um, And when Sting came out, they brought back Metallica's Seek and Destroy like he used in WCW. Oh, nice. I thought was pretty fucking cool. Um, A lot of the matches were great. MJF's entrance was amazing. He came out in a throne with his devil mask. Um, Nice. And they did like like this... um, this very string orchestrated theme to his theme song. It sounded amazing. I hope they continue using that in a way. Um, his theme song, his theme song's okay, um, but he is a champion over there at the moment, and uh, we we felt we started liking him back when we went to Limitless Wrestling a few yep. years ago. So we've been following him for quite a while. But yeah, 
Um, overall, from what I saw, it looked great. Um, I do want to watch the whole show, though. Um, I know they're doing another pay-per-view this weekend as well, so it's kind of crazy doing two back-to-back. But and I guess Wembley is going to be a yearly thing. It's going to be a all-in at Wembley every year, at least for the next couple nice. of years. So next year they're doing the same exact weekend. So, um, so what we watched this week, continuing, we watched Ahsoka Episode 3. I thought this episode was great. Still a little bit confused, but I did start watching um, Rebels a little bit. I'm a little bit, like, three or four episodes in. I haven't watched any more this week than I did last week, but... Um, yeah, it's a good show. It's very good. Yeah. Um, ma- amazing space fight scenes. Um, there's a scene where Ahsoka goes out in space and she's kind of spacewalking. I thought that was really cool with the, with the yep. lightsabers and the attacking the uh, spaceships around her. Um, overall, what do you think? I mean, you've seen Rebels. You think the show's pretty good as far as uh, connecting Yeah, I think series. it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's good. Yeah. It's, it's good Star Wars. It's very, very, uh, very good Star Wars. We haven't had a good Star War in a very long time. Yes. So it's good. So we mentioned last week, month of September, wanted to get into football movies. So we're going to do that. Friends about for Monday. So, Varsity Blues is the movie that I chose this week. Um, never saw it. I know it's very popular in the late '90s. Uh, teen, it was big in the teen comedy scene. We had, we had American Pie. We had all the all that shit happening at the same yep. time. So it's following that formula. Um, had a very good cast. I didn't know John Voight was in this. I didn't know he had such a yep. big role. Great in this movie. Um, James Vanderbeek is the star. He's he's dark. He was in Dawson's Creek. He's in a whole bunch of shit. But he was uh, in this movie as Johnny Moxon, which we'll get to later. Um, Paul Walker is in this as well. He plays the star quarterback who gets injured, and James Vanderbeek has to take his place. Um, Amy Smart is in this. I'm not sure if this is before um, Road Trip or after. I'm not sure. It may have been around the same time. I, I don't really know when this movie. I, I think this was right it. before. Okay. I think it was right before Road Trip. She's of course she's in Road Trip and she's also in a great set uh, series of movies with Jason Statham called Crank Crank One and Two. Yep, and uh, awesome. Butterfly Effect. Yeah, Butterfly Effect too. Yep, great, great movies. Um, the one character from this movie, Billy Bob. We're gonna have a discussion about Billy Bob. <laughs> Billy Bob is Billy the, Bob. Billy Bob is the fat kid in school. Billy Bob is the enforcer of the football team. Of course, his number is sixty nine. Every fat person trope that you could put into a movie, they did in this. Doesn't he like dip his uh, his pancakes in peanut butter and then like drink the syrup after he takes a bite or some shit like that? Yes, he drinks syrup while he's driving, <laughs> like it's a soda yes. or a, or a beer. But every every stereotype of a fat person has been tackled in this. I believe he died recently. He lost a lot of weight, and I think he died from the just the overall complications for everything. I think he may ah. have been dr- drugs related too, but. Um, I'm not sure on that. Um, yeah, it's just, it just, I'm a big guy. I went through school a big guy. I was always told I should be on the football team. It's because of movies like this and seeing a big guy in a football team thinking that they could, I don't have any coordination. I wouldn't have been good on the football team. You would have been just, fine. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> Billy, Billy, you just Bob, skate, you should have been on, should have been a goalie or something. 
Could have played I hockey. Can't, I can't skate. Kevin, I have no coordination. That that, that goes for all sports. Um, oh. But yeah, there's a little kid in this who starts a cult. Very strange. Um, the black guy, the one black guy in this movie being his last name, Brown. 90s, racism. <laughs> and John Moxon, the main character played by James Vanderbeek. Um, his nickname is Mox. John Moxley, if you know AEW, his his wrestling name was created from this character in Varsity Blues. Yep. Um, he was nicknamed uh, the guy who nicknamed him accidentally called him Moxley because he couldn't remember the name from the movie, um, so it stuck and he liked it. So yeah, his name is John Moxley in wrestling, and John Moxon is the name in the movie. Overall, I like this movie a lot. I knew I would. Teen. Football. Yeah. I, I, I like I like football movies. There's a lot of movies I do like. Um, just saying, you should watch Friday Night Lights. The show, not the movie. The show. The movie's yeah. just okay. Yeah. yeah, the show is incredible. And so yeah, I, I did like this. Um, we're gonna continue this next week with I think any given Sunday, correct? We're gonna. That's what yes. we decided on. We're gonna do that next. That's week. a. Do we have access to it? Is it on your Hulu? Do you think? I will find it. I'll, I'll, if we'll I don't, yeah. we'll we'll get it. But yep. Um, it's gotta be so. on something. We'll, we'll continue this for the next four, four weeks going into September. Uh, football starts, I think, next weekend, right, or this weekend. So. Yep. Yep, cool. Um, Earworm Theater, Retro Earworm Theater. We started at uh, the beginning of uh, August, and we're going to do it at the end of every month. And this month I have a show theme song. Um, it is a show from PBS in the early to mid-'90s. I hope you watched it because I love this show. Um, it was based off a video game. And they turn the video game into this mystery um, um, suspense trying to find this woman named Carmen Sandiego. Did you ever watch Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Yeah, and I played the video games. I didn't really care for the show. Yeah, there's two shows. My My cousin loved the show. I loved the show. And there was a cartoon. There was the cartoon show that I think was on Fox Mornings. And then there was the game show that was on PBS and that's what I used yep. to love and it was a gumshoe where you were, you were played gumshoes, you were trying to solve crimes and try to follow where in the world Carmen San Diego was the theme song was done by an acapella group called Rockapella and any earworm <laughs> that I could choose, this is definitely one of them I, I hope you have this stuck in your head for the next week if you're listening to this. This is the theme song to Where in the World is Carmen, Carmen San Diego done by Rockapella. Yeah. Well, she sneaks around the world from Vienna to Carolina. She's a sticky fingered filcher from Berlin down to Belize. Take me for a ride on a slow boat to China. Tell me where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Steal their soul in South Korea, make it let it cook right off the blue. The red seas of Greenland, they'll be seeing the blues. Well, they never Arkansas her steal the makeup from the jungle. Tell me where in the world is Carmen San Diego? She go from Nashville to Norway, out and to Zimbabwe. Chicago to Czechoslovakia and back. Well, she'll ransack Pakistan and run a scan in Scandinavia. Then she'll stick them up down under and go big pocket first. She puts the missing misdemeanor when she stole the beans from Lima. Tell me where in the world is Carmen San
Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? I cut it off a little bit short because it's a long fucking theme song. Um, yeah, it is. Yep, uh, good show. I loved it. Um, I love the video games, like you mentioned. I played them on the computer. We played them in computer class as well. I think that's where we got into yeah, it. Yeah, I think we did. Yep. It was that and um, Oregon, Oregon Trail and all that other stuff. But yeah, great, great kids show if you're, if you're around in the 90s. So, uh, with that being said, let's get into the news. How do I say goodbye to We knew this was going to happen eventually. Someone from our childhood, when we were sick at home, playing hooky from school. At 11 o'clock every day, Price is Right would come on. And it was hosted by the one and only Bob Barker, who passed away this week at the age of 99 years old. He wasn't too far away from being 100. The whole nope. joke going around the internet was uh, he got so close to uh, without going over to a dollar. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's sad, but we knew it was coming. He retired in, uh, I think, 2007 from the show. So yep. he hasn't been around. He was on, I think the last appearance he actually had was on WWF television. He, he did a co-host thing after. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yep. Right. Um. Yeah, like the beginning of the show, his his other thing that he did in the 90s for us, or for me, was he was on in Happy Gilmore, um, in an iconic scene that everybody's been playing all week long since uh, his passing. So rest in peace to Bob Barker, a, a, a point Absolute in my childhood. Legend. Absolute legend. Yep. Um, also, huge, huge loss. The inspiration... Of Harley Quinn in the animated series, the whole reason Harley Quinn sounds has that really thick New York accent. Arlene Sorkin passed away. Um, I don't know if you were listening to the Kevin Smith podcast where he replayed the um, Fat Man on Bat- Batman interview with her from a few years ago. Did you happen to no. listen to that this week? He, he put it back nope. on his. He posted it on his, uh, his oh, okay. podcast feed. This I week. listened to it a few years ago when it was I on. Did too. Yeah. Um, but she started off as a uh, daytime. Uh, uh, soap opera actress. Um, she did a character on Days of Our Lives who was a lot like Harley Quinn. Um, she was dressed kind of like a court jester in this Halloween episode. Um, a lot of the costume was influenced from her. Ep- on her, uh, A lot of that costume was influenced from that episode as well. Um, and uh, Paul Dini and Bruce Timm saw her, hired her, because uh, they wanted the Joker to have some sort of a henchman, henchwoman sidekick who would who would play off the Joker because uh, the character was being played by um, Mark Hamill and it was just a great character, but they wanted some sort of an interaction with the, with the villains. So they hired her to be Harley Quinn and the rest is history. It's an iconic, iconic character. Um, everybody knows that accent. Margot Robbie tries to uh, portray that same exact accent now when she does her run it as, as Harley Quinn. Yeah. Um, and she's done the video games after that. She's done, I think, a few other things as well. So rest in peace to Arlene Sorkin. Um, sadly, sadly missed. She was born in 1955. I don't know her exact age when she died. but um, So let's get into the news. Uh, Gran Turismo won the box office last weekend, but only with $17.3 million. Bob Barbie yeah. had 17.1, and Blue Beetle had $12.8 million in the second weekend. They kind of cheated with Gran Turismo, though. Because they uh, they 
use the six million dollars it made in the three previous weeks and just put that into the opening weekend okay. uh, when they did fan screenings, which is kind of funny. But uh, and it doesn't sound like it should happen, but apparently you can do that. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, that's 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 <laughs> crazy. You shouldn't have been able to do that. But um, all movies. Well, good for it. I heard it's a great movie. Yeah, all movies, all movies I want to see. So, um, speaking of Barbie, it surpassed Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows to become the Warner Brothers' highest-grossing film ever of all time in their yep. in their hundred-plus-year history. Um, it crossed the six hundred million dollar mark domestically, making it the thirteenth movie to do so. Um, also, Blue Beetle passed eighty million dollars worldwide after a 48 percent second week drop off, which really considering drop offs is not that bad. Um, no. There's some, there are some worse than that. So it's going to be. I have it in the news. It's going to be in, on digital fairly soon. I think in a couple weeks. So we'll talk about it in a minute. Yep. Um, Oppenheimer is now the second highest grossing R-rated movie of all time. It passed Dare, uh, Deadpool 2. Um, I believe number one is... Do you remember what number one is? I can't remember. I read it earlier. But uh, it's, it's at number two. Um, uh, I don't remember what it was. But yeah, Oppenheimer. Another huge, successful movie. It was uh, kind of the end of the summer where, where all the success was for movie theaters. And uh, beginning of summer kind of was a fade, faded uh, comic book-centric summer um we went but uh not a lot of people went unfortunately yeah um, and the flash is being being put through the ringer because of that and how much of a failure it was even though it was a decent yep. movie um yeah, it's so funny. sony playstation plus are you still a member of the playstation playstation plus uh yearly subscription yeah. service after yep. they changed everything i am too yep i don't use it hardly as much as you do i i I don't think I've signed on to my PlayStation in a while. I actually have another PlayStation coming soon. Um, but they raised the price of PlayStation Plus, the 12-month subscriptions. Um, they were $59.99, $99.99, and $119.99, different tiers. Um, I think the $119.99, you had a lot of streaming games that were added on, a lot of old games, too, from like the PlayStation 1 era on. Um, but the new subscriptions are $79.99, up $20. Hundred and thirty four ninety nine for the mid tier, that's up almost fifty dollars. And the premium tier is hundred and fifty nine ninety nine, that's up almost forty, thirty, forty dollars in that as well. Um, the price point of this makes it feel like it's not worth it. But I don't I don't know. I mean seventy nine ninety nine for the essential which is just basic um, monthly online access to playing online games, I believe. You don't get yep. any of the streaming games. You get nothing if you, if that's what you want to do. Yeah. If you play, if so you play they basically online, force you to get extra if you want any actual benefits from if you don't play online yeah. much. Like you don't play online ever. I don't play so, ever. So no. like extra would be the only thing you would want. But even at that, it's probably too much for you with how much you use it. Yeah, I don't use I don't use it at enough to to yeah make it worth Warrant it. Warranted. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's. Uh, yeah, there's no there's no incentives other than that. You could you could, you do get the free games, but you don't really get any PS5 free games because there aren't too many right. free ones to give out right now. Um, see, I'm not sure if I'm going to keep that or not. Um, it, it, I wish they had something that would a little bit more of incentive to something added on there, an extra subscription or extra something that would be good. But they don't really have anything like that. Um, they also announced that the portal, the PlayStation Portal, which is the final name for this. This little device that's going to be almost like a Switch console. The PlayStation for the Switch. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, it's going to be called the PlayStation Portal. It's launching on November 15th in the U.S. Um, 
I don't know anything about this other than what it looks like and that it's going to stream from the PS5. I don't know if it's something portable that you can bring with you in your car away from your That's PS5. That's what I need to know. Yeah, because that would be interesting. If it, if it is, I would probably buy it, to be honest. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. So I can cool. play my PlayStation 5 on my couch or like if I go to my parents' house. Yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting. Because um, a lot of those games you can stream online now. It's all streaming. Yep. You have to download a little bit onto your system, but... Um, usually those those downloads are heavy. Um, I just yep. read, I, I didn't put it in the notes, that the PlayStation 2 version of Spider-Man 2, PlayStation 5 version, sorry, um, is going to have a lot of download. I know a lot a lot of games, the down, the initial downloads are a lot, but I think the PlayStation yep. 2, the place, uh, uh, Spider-Man 2 game is going to have a very, very, very big download file. Yep. So be prepared for that. Um Weird Al movie. We watched it with Daniel Radcliffe back in, uh, I guess it was December. Yep. Um, the Weird Al movie director hopes to make a ba- uh, Paul Rubens biopic. I think that would be interesting. We talked about Pee Wee when he when he passed yep. Paul Rubens a few months uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, that'd be interesting. Yeah, um, it would. All the late night hosts, since they they can't do their shows because the writers are still on strike, um, they switched to podcasting. Decided all five of them are going to do a podcast. They started this week. Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, um, Seth Meyers, and John Oliver all doing this series, each taking a, uh, a turn at hosting it. Um, I believe Jimmy Kimmel did one this week where he mentioned that um, before the uh, strike happened, he was actually considering retiring. Um, yeah, I don't know. Stay off our lane, people. This is our podcast. <laughs> um but yeah, writer strike still going on, actor strike still going on, so they're still they're still picketing. So we'll see what happens with that. We're still hoping that'll happen sooner rather than later. But um, Vivek Ramaswamy running for president, he's wrapping "Lose Yourself" on his campaign trail, and Eminem put out a cease and desist to him, saying, "Do not rap. Do not use my music." Leave me the hell alone, or you will be <laughs> dealing with the legal monetary consequences. So yeah, he, he threatened to sue him if he keeps using it on the on the campaign trail. Um, Eminem, a a, uh, a known Democrat, Ramaswamy is running in the Republican Party. So um, yeah, understandably. Plus, a lot of a lot of people don't like their music being used for political gain, especially without right. being, having any deals or anything going on. To uh, to make that happen, um, Taylor Swift, uh, it, big huge in the younger generation. Um, she has a stadium tour that's just blowing every stadium tour record out of the water. Um, this concert film, though, that she's been filming is going to be coming out in the movie theaters. Um, the only reason I'm mentioning it on here is because it it, it, it did huge numbers, opening record million. Uh, Numbers twenty six million dollars in AMC pre pre sales. That's not just AMC theaters. Um, so already in the pre orders, it's huge. Um, yep. And it, and the Exorcist Believer movie we talked about a few weeks ago, moving its release date because of this. I think it's coming out a week earlier. Um, this movie is coming out October something, and this movie is coming out a week uh, October thirteenth. So it was October twentieth that this Taylor Swift movie is coming out. But. Um. Yeah, she's taking over the world. It's it's crazy, but um, Ron Perlman says he he would return as Hellboy to finish the trilogy. I have been hoping for that for years. I, I would hope that would happen. Ron Perlman, that whole entire trilogy, the setup of the third movie, I thought would have been great. Um, 
Guillermo del Toro is a is great director for those movies as well, visually. Um, Ron Perlman's got to be in his seventies now, right? So it would, yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, I think he's seventy one. And Selma Blair, she has like MS or something, so she she wouldn't be in the movie at all, probably. Right. So I don't know where the, I don't know where if if this ever happened, what would how it would turn out. I know Doug Jones does a great job as Ape Sapien, so I think that I don't know. It would be good though. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Digital Release was today. Um, the Mutant Mayhem movie came out on digital. It's on iTunes, Voodoo, so if you see it on there, yep. hunt it down. Um, the Flash debuted on HBO Max with fewer viewers than Black Adam. Um, it had 1.1 million households in the first two days. Black Adam had 1.2 million households. I don't think this is a big deal, really. I mean... No. It's not. It's 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 just people trying to reach for grasp for straws right now, <laughs> blaming how bad the DC universe is for movies. And uh, yep, yeah, it's 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 a good decent movie. If you haven't seen it, go ahead and watch it. Um, you want to talk about this James Gunn stuff? I'm gonna let <laughs> yeah. you lead lead into it because you're the one who told me about it. Basically, you, yeah, it appears yeah. that James Gunn. It's got to be over 11 years ago. The tweets are just yeah. marked, or the comments just marked 11 years ago. Because he talks about the two Nolan films. So it was before 2012, probably when James Gunn was working at... Uh, where was he working? It was before Marvel. I forget the name of the place, where, oh, the yes. uh, name of the film yeah, company. I but uh, I can't remember. Yeah, it's where, wherever he got to start at. Um, and apparently he went back and forth with people on, it looks like Facebook, doesn't it? Yes. Um about how he doesn't like the Keaton Batman films, um, which is fine. Um, you can choose to like what you want. It almost seems like he's more trolling people, though, at times. Yes, he does um, Yeah, so I think it's more of that. I don't think it's a big deal. I think it sucks for him now because he's going to be producing a Batman film, and if he doesn't knock it out of the park, people are going to be ripping him to shreds over his comments. Um, cause a lot of his criticisms, I also share with the, with the, uh, Batman 89 movie. I like, I've always liked Batman Returns a little more anyways, Yeah. but, uh, yeah, he basically went on to say that Batman Begins is also not very good. Yeah. doesn't really say much about the Dark Knight, um, but he says it's not a classic or something like that, right? Um, yeah. so yeah, he, he bashed- made some comments that got resurfaced again, so... Yeah, he bashed Jack Nicholson's Joker. Um, yeah. Shitty clown makeup. Um, yeah, it's it was it was bad taste, especially for a franchise that everybody it's it's a beloved franchise mm-hmm. the Batman movies, and especially with the Flash that came out this year and it all being canceled, and yep. him being in charge of that cancellation, it doesn't help the radar in the uh, the the dot that's that's that has laser dot on his head right now from all the Snyderverse fans that are going nuts yes. from shit like yes. this. Which and I'm like sure part of the tro- where, part where of the, uh, the, the troll yeah, yeah that's all over it. <laughs> and like part of the trolling is when he says things like um his Burton's Planet of the Apes is genius in comparison. No. Um and yeah it's just yeah he says oh. some wild stuff yeah. he's just, in those he's comments. Trying to, he's trying to get a um, and um, that Batman and Robin is a better Batman movie than Batman 89. Yeah, he's trying to get a rise out so, of everyone. That's not... 
Yeah. That's not normal thinking, so. Like we said, this was probably 2010, 2009, so. And you can change your opinions, too, as time goes on. Wasn't um, it? Wasn't but it right it's or, just what, in poor taste. Wasn't that right around the time he was doing those parties and posting about all that shit online, Yes. Too? Yeah, so yes. It's, uh, it was around the time his Tweetgate stuff happened, so, yeah. Tweetgate Part 2. Yep. This time, this time the Snyderverse is after him again, but in in full form. Um, oh, DC yeah. Comics is continuing to uh, expand the worlds of Tim Burton's Batman. Now that we're talking about that, um, they're going to be doing a sequel series to the Batman '89 and the Richard Donner Superman '78 in the comic book form. Uh, Batman '89 Echoes will introduce the Burton verse version of Harley Quinn and Scarecrow. I posted a picture of nice. the cover art in our notes. It looks did, really uh, cool. Did you ever read? Uh, Batman 89, the comic book. I have not. Um, that was like basically to. Batman 3. I was it's very like good. To. It's easy to yeah, find got, online. It's got Harvey Dent. I know that. I know they, uh, had, yep. they had uh, Billy Dee's Scott portrayal. Robin, I believe. So, yeah. Yeah. It's gotta, very I good. Gotta look, I got to look into that. And they're also doing Batman 78. They're doing a sequel to that. Um, I Superman 78. Uh, Superman, sorry. And uh, Metallo is the, the character that they're thinking it's going to be. Um, okay. So yeah, I, I'm interested in, in, in kind of that um, what if type of scenario. It'd be interesting to see. Um, Disney Plus canceled an already filmed series um, based off of Jules Verne's Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, called um, I guess Captain Nemo. I don't know what the hell it's called. Nautilus. I never watched yep. that first movie, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, they canceled. I think it was already filmed completely, and Disney Plus just canceled it and aren't going to release it. So a lot of that shit's happening nowadays. Um, speaking of Disney, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania and Multiverse of Madness writers Jeff Loveless and Michael Waldron are rumored to have been laid off as writers for Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. Um, don't know much about this. Um, not, a, not, a lot of, not a lot of news coming out of the writers portion of anything right now. So yep. we'll have to wait and see. But uh, um, basically because of the backlash of those two movies... Um, Quantum Mania and Multiverse of Madness is why they were hired because they were writers on Rick and Morty, which is known for their multiverse fuckery, and they were hoping that that would translate into the Marvel universe, and it did not very well. No, so um, that may be true, but we'll have to wait and see if that gets uh, confirmed or not. Um, finally, in news, short episode this week. Um, rumor started being uh, being shown on the internet that Josh Hartnett, who was recently in Oppenheimer, so you can kind of vouch for this if he's been going to have yep. a return to form. He was awesome in Oppenheimer. I mean, remember, he was the one that Chris Nolan first wanted to be Batman and Batman yep. Begins, That's and correct. Hartnett turned it down. Yep. Um, yeah, he was awesome in Oppenheimer. I had no idea he was in the movie until he showed up. I was like, oh. Because remember when Oppenheimer like casting was coming out, it was like, a new person every three days is being yeah. announced, and just yeah. you lose so many in the shuffle. You just sitting there watching. You're like, "Oh, it's that person. Oh, it's that person." Like, yeah, yep. uh, he was he was excellent in Oppenheimer, and I could see him being Doom. Yep, uh, he's being eyed to play Doctor Doom in the MCU. Um, a lot of there's a lot of casting rumors for this Fantastic Four movie. There's also rumors saying that Doctor Doom will not be a part of it, which would be kind of weird. Um, Stupid, but, but understandable. Unless, unless it's unless it's a post credit scene. Right, that would, that would make more sense. I think Doctor Doom, I've always said, is one of the underrated 
huge characters that could be the next Thanos in the MCU if they do it yeah, correctly. They just haven't done them right yet. They haven't done them yet. I like and, the guy that did the uh, Michael B. Jordan movie. He was fine, but that movie just so poorly written that nothing came out of it. Yeah, the thing about that movie, it was great about halfway through, and I think halfway yes. all of a sudden something happened, and it just went to shit, because even Miles Teller yeah. was decent in that. And of course, like yeah. Michael B. Jordan, great well, I mean, fucking The cast actor. was great. The yeah. cast was awesome. And what's his name who played the thing? He was great too. Yeah, he cast, was great. He was awesome. This ca- the cast of this Fantastic Four movie. If the rumors are true, what they're saying now, I'm I'm loving it. Um, I I love I love Joseph Quinn from from Stranger Things. Yep. I think he would be great as um, Johnny Storm, and I think the guy who played Richie in The Bear would be amazing yep. as the thing. Um, I'm sorry. I think I said uh, Human Torch, um, Johnny Storm. Um, and uh, yes. I don't, I don't know the woman who's playing uh, the Invisible Woman, but sh- they're saying that she's locked in. And the rumor of whoever's going to play Mister Fantastic has been everywhere, from Adam Driver yep. to every leading male actor actor that you can think of. So, um, so yeah, that's it for news. And unfortunately, that's it for our show. With the writer strike going on, the actor strike going on, we are limited in news. That's why we try to do a lot of segments on the show. Um, <laughs> Next week, we will have another segment, Show and Tell, our monthly segment. Strays comes out on Tuesday on digital. We may try to watch that. We'll see. Um, the month of September, uh, next week, or actually today, The Equalizer came out. Um, the 10th, uh, I know you're still under The Walking Dead. The Daryl Dixon spinoff of yep. Walking Dead show is coming out on the 10th. Um, Barbie is going to be on digital on the 12th. Um, a movie that we've been talking about quite a bit, Dumb Money, the, uh, the uh, GameStop scandal. Um, that's coming out on the 15th as well as The Haunting in Venice. Um, Blue Beetle is coming out on digital on the 19th. The Continental is going to be on Peacock on the 22nd as well as the Expendables 4 um, franchise with uh, Sly Stallone coming out on the 22nd. And the 29th is Gen V on Prime, which I'm looking forward to. Um, the Creator, uh, another movie done by the Rogue One director, looks great. And a movie I know that you are probably excited for, Saw 10, Saw X. Yep. Coming out all on the 29th. Um, So that's it for our news. That's it for our show. And thanks, everyone. We will talk to you next week. Peace. Now, folks, I want to thank you very, very much for inviting me into your homes for the last 50 years. I am deeply grateful. And please remember, help control the pet population. Have your pets spayed or neutered. Goodbye, everybody.